All right, and welcome to the top of the head, episode six. Mikey, what's up? Hey. I feel like our podcast got exponentially more beautiful in the last couple seconds. <laughs> yes, th- there's extra estrogen. Extra effort. <laughs> more than there usually is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane much. <laughs> so welcome Cheers. to my beautiful wife, Roberta, to our podcast. We're going to clink wine glasses here. Did Cheers, you know that Mikey? six clink. is my like numerology magic number? It Episode is? Episode six. My birthday's on the sixth. Yeah. Six is my number. Congratulations. It was meant to be. This is awesome. This feels like old times. Mike, it's it's the wee hours of the morning, so nothing's changed there. I feel like maybe <laughs> you should be laying on our bedroom floor in River West while we're just waking up and you're just getting here from UWM. <laughs> yeah, I was really thinking, man, maybe I could break the cycle and be in bed by 10. But then I was thinking like... What's the point? All the, the big... Um, you know, what everything I want to do and prepare for, there's no way. So it's better just to stay up like old times and just recreate some yep. magic. Exactly. We just had some some wonderful bratwurst on the grill in honor of Mikey here. Sharing some Malbec. <laughs> so yeah, this is kind of a, I feel like it's a bonus episode because this is uh, gonna be new record time and it's gonna be an episode that is pretty easily to put up. So we're gonna go back to the basics on this one. And as I've said before, and definitely in the first episode, this podcast was born out of an idea that came from when we were in a band called Confusion, and we used to do this freestyle session at live shows, as I've talked about before. And we've kind of been doing that in the podcast anyways, but we've had these long-form conversations and then writing a song, but we're going to bring it back to basics and have some fun. It's going to be super open. So back then, people used to write topics onto cards, so this is going to be kind of like a topic roulette. So Roberta has next to her 24 cards with 24 different topics, and she's numbered them. So what we're going to do here is Mike is going to pick a number, 1 through 24. And then we also have beats that Mike's going to freestyle over for these topics. And these beats came from like digging into hard drives going back to 2008. Like I was going through emails from like myself and Brian Kraft and Ben like and even before that and even before that yeah live sessions from 2004 while i was in milan yeah exactly and you guys were practicing yeah, with yeah and that so who knows so we'll enter before we drop the beat we'll say like where that thing came from or whatever because it'll be fun to talk about so mike's gonna freestyle based on the topic and then we're gonna talk about what what he did and laugh probably and have some, have a good time let's do this mike's got his hot dog at, hat I, on i've i've got a brat, i've had bratwurst too <laughs> It wouldn't be a topic roulette without Mike wearing something insane. And he's drinking out of a, <laughs> out of a tropical drink or something, yeah. Yeah, this is that Argentinian like, oh, gourd where you drink yeah, mate yeah. tea. Okay. And I like it because it, it, it's as close as I ever want to get to smoking a crack pipe <laughs> with this hot metal straw, you know? And I just, every time I put it to my lips, I see that, that one... The Wolf of Wall Street is like, hey, man, hey, man, you want to smoke some crack, man? You want to smoke some crack? <laughs> and I think to that myself and I just laugh. So oh, I'm doing it right. Oh, man, that's hilarious. That's, that's to get me open. Before um, before we start, I just wanted to, a couple things. So 
in in the tradition of talking about like old times and stuff in confusion it's funny because roberta was around or roberta and i started dating when confusion was still going and she was like the only female back then too like when we were going on our regional midwestern tours she was just hanging out in the van and she like became the the roadie roadie. basically (laughs) she was the one hauling all my stuff around and listening to us talk about nonsense in the van so i wanted to just ask roberta like thinking back to those times what is a what is a story when you think about those times and and mike's craziness and all of our craziness when someone says like what was that band that adam was in like what's something that you always tell like how to describe the band or just or just something that happened yeah well the very first time i ever saw the band I'm walking up to the bar, like where the show is at. The BBC, right? At the BBC. Yeah. Downtown Milwaukee. Mike has climbed a light pole, is at the climbing to the top of this light pole, and I'm walking in with my friend, and I was like, oh, that's the singer of the band. <laughs> and Ben turns yeah. to me, and he's like, hmm, we're in for a show, aren't we? <laughs> And then that was the same night that you saran wrapped a chair to the pole on stage mm-hmm. and then sat on it. And I was like, all right, here we go. Typical, <laughs> Let's see how this goes. Typical but really antics. the best Mike band story. I mean, there's a lot of good stories, but was when we had to take that pink van to Springfield, Illinois, mm-hmm. and we stop at the rest stop in DeKalb and Mike is mm-hmm. out in a field rubbing flowers on his feet because his feet smelled so bad and kept sneaking up the van <laughs> and he was convinced if he rubbed these flowers on his feet it wouldn't be so bad oh my god did did that fix the problem that was like two like, hours into the road trip <laughs> it probably didn't fix it the did problem. not no yeah and on that trip he also picked up uh, a, a car wind- window a car window from the side of the road yeah. and thought it'd be a good addition to his turntable booth. i'm pretty sure you also hired a homeless person to haul in your gear that night yeah yeah good times. yeah but that, that's what i love about you guys to have open-minded friends that like <laughs> you have that makes to be it fun you know diving deep into these are stories things. that we're gonna tell in your eulogy yes <laughs> that's very true <laughs> oh man but when people ask like what was the band when they're like oh your boyfriend's in a band what kind of band is it and it's like well, i hope you didn't say it like that your boyfriend's in a band no people would say that to me <laughs> and then i would have to say like ah uh, it's kind of like I don't know. There's a guy that raps, but sometimes he wears clown suits. <laughs> and um, I don't know. That's about as close as I can explain it. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good thing. You couldn't describe it, I guess. Yeah, it was indescribable. But hey, you, it was fun, though. You actually, you grew up with a lot of different types of, you know, indie music and stuff like that. So, like, what was it for you to see Confusion? Oh, because I was such an emo kid. Yeah, yeah it was. Well, it you definitely grew up in the same, from the norm. <laughs> yeah, you grew up a town over from like where Alkaline Trio was yeah, from, and, and like, Lucky Boys Confusion. I yeah. saw them when I was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wasn't really like a hip hop kid, so I really didn't feel like I belonged at first. But then, when you looked around at the audience and saw Nobody the was. motley crew of people that would show up to these shows, it's like, wow really everyone's welcome this is like the united states of shows like 
you're like a weird backpack kid come on in you're like a preppy kid come on in mike knew everybody and everyone knew mike they're like oh yeah that guy he told me to come to this show he's in my math class or something like that so everyone was welcome it was it was united colors of benetton yeah it's either he was in my math class or I saw this crazy guy running down the street telling me to come to the show. It's one of those two things. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. All right. Let's get into this. What do you say, Mike? Are you ready to freestyle? Drop some beats? I'm, I've got three balls here, and I'm going to juggle them. And, and as long as I juggle them, that's the number okay. that we'll choose. Right, I'm, okay. good, I'm good with this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do one by one. We'll just... Totally do the freestyle, and then we'll talk about it after. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, one through 24. Correct. Go, Mike. Two, three. Three? Three. It was actually two, because I just hit the other thing with my hand. Okay, two. Two it is. (sighs) Okay. Don't be afraid. Topic, please. Topic number two. Your topic is the attention span of sloths. Okay. The attention, the attention span attention of sloths. Span of sloths. Okay. And what do we got? What's the, what's first on the on the docket for the beat? I, okay, we're gonna definitely start with confusion. You know, since we were talking about that. All right. Okay. The attention span of. Back, open-minded thinking, heeding any work. It's just like the movie with Shakira as an anime connector, and they're about to punch the DMV straight up the style so that's the TV screen. The attention span of sloths, it seems so right that an ADHD like me would have it so tight because maybe I could actually catch up like COVID-19 about to stop the world up so I could erupt with another train of thought and actually be able to focus with no hocus pocus or riddling inside my bones because the sloth doesn't know where the thing grows at the top of the trees I want to lay down and sleep and dream because it's all part of the scene. Are we dreaming through life or is life just a dream? These are the existential questions that may seem to come into a mind state of a sloth that might want to masturbate, but then he'll say, wait, I got something better to do. I'm taking it to you. Give me a new topic that I could rip through, but uh, what was I just doing? Style about to ruin things, be ruined. They're drawing me gotta slow down in this high consumption drive through world that we be looking through the rear view Mindy what do you see try to focus but no look at me inner speaking of style we be free no more sharing what you got in store so I say goodbye explore I might have to wrap another chair to a pole. I'm the magic mic, but not taking my shirt off because I'm not getting applause or dollar bills, y'all. I'm getting type people looking away saying, couldn't he do something different today? going on i keep going strong but i want to feel now it's long the song is so long it seems so appropriate that the sloth this is the type of vibe it be on 
With one hand, the grip, the kung fu rip, and it holds your whole body. It's a ship, it's a vessel, in a style, it's a blood vessel. To another synapsis in the brain, I remain sane and ain't Spain. Without feet like the styles, it pitter patter like the rain. I could change, but the mind state is great. Innovate to another level like a bridge we can connect. From state to state, nation to nation, whether it be great, 7,000 miles apart. From me to Southern California, I'm about to tear it apart. And you don't even know where that started or ended. And all the people we befriended along the way. And things are better shine in two bright days like Bernie's always. Just licking his toes, I suppose he's got the mentality that grows. Attention span of a sloth. Somebody give me a cloth. Wearing hot dog hats is so hot, I gotta take it off. <laughs> okay. Like the things that Roberta told me, it was. <clears throat> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, I just said you didn't hear me, but <clears throat> just like old times, you were probably sweating. Your, your knees were sweating already. You had to take your hat off, I saw. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, yeah, that's that feels so amazing. That's the first one, and it's like, okay, I'm in the place I want to be. Yeah. yeah. That's. So do we have to start every one of them with a story then? Because I have another good band story. Yeah, let's hear it. It was the night where Mike was trying to hunt down a saxophone for, who was that? That We were at Cactus Club. It was, Somebody needed a saxophone. It was Dosh. It was Dosh. Yeah. 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 And we we searched high and low for all of Bayview looking for a saxophone for Dosh. Yeah, because it was me, you, Kyle, and Mike, I think. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that, Mike? The saxophone story when you're hunting down the saxophone for Dosh? For Martin Dosh at the Cactus Club. Yeah. No. And I was looking for someone to bring. Yeah. Because you were asking he... all sorts of people like, do you know someone who has a saxophone? We got to get a saxophone. For yeah. This we guy. went to see Dosh. It was me, you, Roberta and, and Kyle. <clears throat> and Dosh didn't have, he was hanging out outside and of course, like Roberta and I were just standing there like nerds, like, yeah, I don't want to talk to him. And like Mike just walked <laughs> up to him. Hey, you need a saxophone? I can help. And like you started calling everyone in your phone. In your world, yeah. yeah. And eventually you got a saxophone there. Wait, I really did? Yeah, yes. yeah. You're like, we'll get you in the show if you bring the sax. I think it was, Je- it might have been Jesse, Jesse Lamont Mon- you got it from. I have a feeling it was. It probably was, or somebody she knew. That's, yeah. Man, that, Seems on that par. brings back great memories. I know. All right. Did you, know- wait, this is a funny side uh, anecdote. Mm-hmm. Um. I used to have to take the train a lot because we only had one car and we'd share it. And I had to fly out of Frankfurt a lot. And there was some, you know, airport shopping thing. And they had a sign that said shop. (laughs) And when the floors got waxed because I had to sleep overnight there, the reflection of shop is dosh. (laughs) Because the P turns into a D, the O is an O, Uh, the S and the H. That's cool. And... 
And it was the way the letters were pressed, so the S and the H were, uh, mm-hmm. they looked different. But but and then I was like, I'm gonna take a picture of this, and this is gonna be the picture of his new album and stuff. But that's how you also could have just been I delusional because you hadn't slept that night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, yeah, no, you're right. That's that's cool. I remember one time in 1999. Before uh, Y2K, we went to the rave, Adam, and I think, wasn't it with you, with Jamie and that girl, and like her car got broken into, but I tried to find a contact lens for someone at the rave ballroom. (laughs) The only thing I remember searching for was your stupid thumb ring at the rave bar for hours (laughs) after a show because you were insistent on finding that thing. It was for like five hours. We were there till like three in the morning. I just remember the owner of the rave, like, you guys got to go. And then, and then someone found it on the toilet or, or by the toilet. <laughs> sounds because about right. Sounds on brand. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Good stuff. Oh, man. Right. Are you juggling Wait, that felt for good. the next one? That felt good. That felt super good. What is the name of that movie with Shakira? Zootopia. Where she plays Giselle, that Disney movie. movie. Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah, that was a great Remember reference. Yes, I love it. And the guy's the sloth. I yes, love it. That was good. I like that. All right, let's do it. Do you let's want to know the number one predator of sloths? What? It's the anaconda. Okay. <sighs> yeah, that's the number one predator of sloths, the anaconda, because eventually sloths have to leave the canopy to feed and to defecate. And so they go down to the, the water's edge and the anaconda will wait for them because they're so slow. It's very sad. You can just take a, say, take a shit. Just because it's a sloth, you don't have to say defecate like you're a scientist. I can't swear on camera. <laughs> <laughs> or the tiger. What is the name of those people? The tiger lady. Oh, oh the Netflix yeah, show? Yeah, Tiger That's King. Everywhere? Yeah. T- yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't know. But hey, I know the cool name of that. cats and kittens. Yeah, I, I have seen a lot of memes <laughs> about that, though. This sloth is defecating <laughs> while we speak. <laughs> Look how long it takes. Yeah. You thought your dad Aww. spends a long time in the bathroom. <laughs> this sloth is defecating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Juggle time. Three. Three. Okay, topic roulette number three. Okay. Is... You won't be able to read it because it's in cursive. It's cursive. Cursive. As in like the handwriting style, not the band. Ooh. It could be the band if you want to But it's about written in cursive. Okay. <laughs> cursive. Here we go. Here we go. Well, hey there, little squiggle. How do you do dab and dibble? What you don't learn how to type, I'ma tell you like a dribble, treble, jebel, and a higa haga higa hebel. Teacher, teacher, how do I write to flow in the night when the style's so bright? Cursive, it's gonna turn out the lights. We don't got power to type, so blend those words together. Look at those R's going like waves, always in the thing, so now it's like a cave. The C and blend it too. They have you learned your calligraphy break on through to the cursive and how we wanna take you to all these places we all link through. It was like a contour line drawing of the terminology friendology i can't speak french un cafe croissant yeah i know how to say it in cursive i just blend it and those curves are like joan from mad men 
<laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> that beat was giving me some NERD vibes. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I have the laptop up there. Wait, say that again. The beat was giving you NRD vibes. NERD. Pharrell. Ugh, nerd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, yeah. I have such problems with like Rush or REO Speedwagon and bands like that. I never know how to say them. <laughs> what? <laughs> you like, just NR- said them. NRED. Man, I always just said nerd. N-E-R-D. Oh, so you always said Rio Speedwagon? <laughs> hey, let's go to Summerfest and say see Rio. Rio Speedwagon. <laughs> it's, that could be a good thing for a cover band. Yeah. They're not the real band, but they just say it differently. Rio. Yeah, we were just talking about another band, and I was like, what are you saying? What was it? Oh, the Karugan, Karugabin, or whatever. You're adding like three extra syllables into the name. I have to learn the hard way from the Apple HomePod because I just said, play Karugbin. And then they say like, okay, playing blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, Karugbin. And then, then I need to figure out how to, you know. How to say it for real. Say it right. Someone needs to like do an SNL skit where you're trying to like listen to some like really mellow music on Alexa or something. You're like, Alexa. Play Miles Davis. Okay. Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. <laughs> playing Miley Cyrus. Wrecking Ball. No. She's talking to you. No, you turned her on. <laughs> Sorry. Alexa, settle down. All right. If you're going to juggle, you got to juggle a lot longer to get to a number in the teens or 20s. Here we go. Juggling. Double digits. Double digits. No whammies. One, two, three. With that four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ah! Nine? I'm in such a confined space. Nine? Nine. Nine okay. order nine. What do we have there, Roberta? Nine. 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 Nine ist Twista, the movie and the game. Twister. Do you need the movie? Twister, the movie. Yeah, the movie. With Remember? Helen had Hunt? like Helen Hunt. It had that <sighs> okay. Bill Paxton dude. Yeah. They get sucked up in a tornado. Yes, twist, Twister. Twister. Yeah. Were you thinking that of the, the rapper n- Twista? <laughs> <laughs> you can rap about that too, but it says the movie Isn't he and from the game. Milwaukee. I don't know. No, that's Cuckoo Cal. <laughs> Cuckooian. That's who you're thinking of. It's of the same era, Cuckoo Cal. <laughs> Your rapping's getting better the more wine I drink. Twister, the eye of the storm. Bring it on. I want to feel that breeze go by till I'm looking in Helen Hunt's eyes. And I want to get right into her thighs. Because I'm not Bill Nye the science guy. I know that where we come from, Darwin, we got to evolve and solve the problem of how to get you up into Wall so I can get the twister Cause I'm the nifty guy Like I said it before Where are my hands going up those thighs It's a late <laughs> night Thinking about how good it could be When it's tight 
sorry. <laughs> well, that got dark really quick. <laughs> that, I remember the beat for that is from Leo Loves Virgo or after that where it's like random thoughts for random <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so that's perfect for this. <laughs> Ironically... McKenna is actually on that track, so that's not appropriate <laughs> when she was like four. Was that with Kevin Costner no. or with no. Bill, Bill Paxton? Paxton. Hmm. He's not important. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Helen Hunt. He's dead now, isn't he? Didn't well, he just die? I think die? he is dead, yeah. Yeah. He was on Big From Love. coronavirus? <laughs> not from coronavirus. <laughs> no, not from... From the tornado. Yes. <laughs> got swept from up. the flying cows. Helen Hunt was also in the movie with As Good As It Gets, right? Where Jack yeah. Nicholson said, You make me want to be a better man. It's <laughs> a great Jack Nicholson impression. It was. <laughs> Helen Hunt's daughter is, has our same, the our same name as our daughter. McKinley. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. Did she pay for her to get into an expensive college? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, I don't. Well, I, I think they're similar aged. That's Lori Loughlin. Okay. That's Aunt Becky. Wrong, that, wrong 90s actress. What's up? Wait, hey, how did you come up with that topic? Twister. Twister? I just thought it'd be really funny for you to rap about movies and games and which one you would choose. Hmm. Wait, the game, ah, the game, like the fucking blue dots. with the right hand blue. You kind of already talked about that, putting legs up against the wall. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it totally worked. (laughs) Full circle. (laughs) Hey, Helen, let's get together, drink some wine, watch some of these old classic (laughs) movies and play a game. spin the spinner. Spin spin the color. Okay. Should I, I should throw the balls in the air? Uh, throw those balls in the air. That's what she said. Her, why don't you point to a number on that calendar behind you instead? I should just point there because I'm not going to get to that many juggling balls. 19. 19. 19. Kenny's birthday. What is it? Oh, it's a good one. Okay. The topic is Thanksgiving dinner with my mom. My mom. <laughs> Bonnie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanksgiving dinner Thanksgiving with Bonnie. Thanksgiving dinner with Bonnie. I'll be home for the holidays always. And if you can't check me, Tom will send me FedEx for free. So I'll be right on time with the chicken leg. Ben will bring the stuffing. Or no, it's not paleo. So we put the mushrooms, I mean marshmallow on yams style of beef. We don't drink out of a can. We put all the stuffings and it was like the fam getting them back together. You know who I am, like the ex curted like that movie Sam with Bill Murray. Or no, something about Bob. Yeah, it seems blurry as the steam holds up and we all wear Christmas setters, sweaters, and yo, what's up? It's time. To sit, relax, let that certain enzyme and turkeys just fill up and make fat and lay back and watch a football game or sleep back. 
slippers. <laughs> nice. Awesome. <laughs> but awesome. Bonnie's going to appreciate that shout out. Do you remember when you drove to Seattle with us on Thanksgiving? What I remember on that trip was just <clears throat> meeting all of the kids, you know, because Ben moved away to Seattle, Brighton, and Avi- what's her, what's his daughter's name? Yeah, Avinia. You had it. Avinia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. I remember we that was kind of like, oh yeah, we went to the the Seattle the market, mm-hmm. like the fish where they were throwing the fish, and that was white. Probably where we were talking about, like, let's have a, let's make a band, you know, mm-hmm. Ben's in Seattle, Adam's in Southern California, I'm in Germany. And yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. That was a good trip. All right. What do we got next? Keep her moving. Keep her moving. Okay, Mike has to point here. to I'm something. You got to close your eyes though. <gasps> Number 24. 24. The last on the list. 24. All right. I, I'm really excited about this one. <laughs> I actually took it off the original list, and then I put it back on the list when I made the list twice as long. Okay. Are you ready to freestyle about neck tattoos? Neck tattoos? Yep. Oof. Oof. I've been thinking a lot about <laughs> neck tattoos lately, for real. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Once we roll that beat. And hey, by the way, Bernie, I got to say that you really have an eye to be perfectly placed right in between Adam and Roberta there on your nice little He's just whining through the whole thing. He looks so comfortable. Okay. Neck tattoos. Here we go. Now give me that beat. You got your hands around your neck, it's a tattoo, but let me just make a check. I've been watching a lot of Netflix, now check it out. Christina Hendricks, yo, no doubt. She's a good girl, but what's with the gang boss? Take me up in a bathroom, let me tell you who's boss. Yeah, we don't need to use the floss. I'm not talking about G-string. The next tattoo's gonna be the next thing. Now I'm getting thug life, wearing up a style in the steel. And it's not your wife that I'm with, it's with mine. She's so fine, I like to do it all the time. Whether here or there, I don't care what she's gonna wear, cause she always looks good. And if I had a neck tattoo that said, F you, then what you would. Look under the hood, it's just chest hair, if you wish you could. I gotta like an Aquarius sign down my neck, you thought I was Don Primo all the time. I wanna shine, rub it on the nipples and take your time. Cause we know how to climb The climax is not gonna be too far behind And thinking about behinds When you drink a style this slime Neck tattoos I'm not talking about an Arschgewei That's German for a tribal tattoo Right in the back of your buttocks A little bit high But don't we want Betox? We want it El Natural So yes <laughs> Let it all hang out like a mullet Check it out, cause it feel like I'm about to plummet down to the cave. Cavemen used to use a rock and maybe branded with the hard knock life. Look at my neck tattoo, I'm not gonna wear a wife beater. That's old school 90s like I'm in the funkadelic or in the green scene. No, I'm playing a funky tattoo right up on the G string. 
Oh, my face hurts. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Have you been watching a lot of Christina Hendricks? <laughs> yeah, he brought days. her up a few times. Man, I'm. S- <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I see it. She looks a lot like your wife, so I'm okay with it. She has such a great way of just like making these little accents, like with her eyes or whatever. Or even in Mad Men, it's just like really powerful mm-hmm. visually. Mm-hmm. She's a ginger. That's why you like her. Ginger. Christina Hendricks, yeah. I love on the last podcast when your dad's like, <laughs> and, and mom asks, like, you know, do you think you can make it out there? And he's like, yeah, why not? I'm a ginger. I can do anything. <laughs> and you're like, that's public service announcement. That is the correct answer that you tell your wife when she asks, can you make it out there in L.A. as an 80s rock drummer? <laughs> Those would be the alternate lyrics to Empire State by Alicia Keys and Jay-Z. If I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. If I can make it there, it's because I'm a ginger. I'm ginger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we got next? Here, I'm going to really try to juggle this, okay? Okay, let's mm-hmm. hear it. You let's said it last it. time. I'm going to step back. <clears throat> next topic is number... Drum roll, please. Five. We already did number five. Number five. Okay. That's a new one. I chose this topic for. Do you know why I chose this topic? No, but I don't know where it's gonna go. That's interesting. Okay. okay. I I won't I won't preface it then. Okay. Anyway, the topic <laughs> is Peruvian pan flute. Peruvian pan flute. Yeah. Yes. I feel like okay, someone then. should cue up some Peruvian pan flute. These are some good topics, Roberta. I have to give you some credit. These are good. I thought long and hard. That's what she said about these <laughs> topics. Peruvian plant flu, blow it throughout your nostril. It sounds like something that could use like conceive. Giving a fourth year old child on New Year's Eve to blow into the new year. So annoying that I have to hear you. I'm not going to buy your $10 CD standing out there just annoying me in front of a Christmas tree. You think this is a Christmas Vinox Martin plowing? Forget it. I'm going home. I'm going to listen to Jethro Tull play yoga music. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know if Mike's going to remember this story, though. Okay. The first, like, whatever year we were together, we all went to Summerfest together to see <laughs> Ethan Keller in the back in the back yes, section yes in of the back Fest? section along the lake and yeah. there's always like those two and they're probably yeah. like Oaxacan or like from like middle mexico but they would play peruvian pan flute and mike i just have the most vivid memory of mike like leprechaun dancing down that little pathway <laughs> <laughs> to the pan flute on the way to see ethan keller that's good i like it Plus, I just yeah, no, love Peruvian pamphlet. When you said that, I didn't think that about, at all. But always in Plowin at the Christmas market, they always stand in front of there and, you know, have their suitcases out and, and Are they CDs like gypsies? And, yeah, playing for it. And it's like, okay, it's one thing somebody's playing some music live, but I cannot imagine buying a CD and listening to that. 
Guess what you're getting for your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) A box set. (laughs) Right, right. So would it... Do you think it would help if she gave you context on some of these? Like to... Or not? Or do you want just like... No, because I like his context. I didn't know that about the Vinox mocked. That's true. But I could totally picture it now. I guess if we're staying true to form... Then yeah, you then wouldn't we just know. Stick with yeah, it. you wouldn't yeah. know. That was the beauty of some of that stuff. And even back in Confusion, you took it to a sexual place a lot. <laughs> every time. No, not every time. <clears throat> yeah, the, the straight edge guy. So what happens you know, when you go to MSOE? <laughs> ram it, wrap it up there. That's what Theresia said when she first met me. She's just like, I felt all these sexual vibes from you, like that you were <laughs> like some kind of player. And then when you told me that you <laughs> you were straight edge and you didn't have sex with anyone, I was like, something is not right with this guy. And I just don't know what it is. It's all an illusion. <laughs> but that's the Pete Holmes effect. Yeah. You know, you can't mm-hmm. keep it all bottled up. <clears throat> yeah, but there was plenty of guys. See, I could totally understand her perspective, though, because there was plenty of guys that I remember that were just, pl- that was their game. And then they would like, like get on the inside. And then like all of a sudden they were literally. Like, yeah. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <clears throat> no, like pretend they were straight edge and like, uh, I'm not, I'm not into it. Like I'm waiting for marriage or whatever and like be super sensitive. And then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't my jam. Sorry. Let's have that talk right now in the podcast. <laughs> uh, family home evening. That's uh, hey, I'm really worried about Milan and Mika listening to the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the best. The, oh, my mom. The, your said, mom. She's like texting me the her. next morning. And she's like. That was an amazing episode, but I feel like I know some stuff I probably don't need to know about Mike. I was like, yeah, it is what it is. Life I Mike. told Theresia, she was like a little bit embarrassed about what I was talking about. And then I told her what your mom said. And she's like, oh my God, <laughs> laughing. That's what makes it good, though, honestly. Yeah, like, for sure. It's authentic. I, I mean, that's, that's one thing about the freestyle that. It's funny to go there. It's yeah. it's honest. It's in your mind, and and it for me, it's like this dynamic meditation. I'm really into it. I'm I'm kind of like fully present, panicking and just grabbing for anything, you know. Right. And and whatever that's on my mind, and like for whatever reason, it comes in there. But it's like you see these visuals, and you try to make something out of it. So, and the, this podcast is doing that. It's honing those skills because it's like. I want to be vulnerable. I want to put myself out there. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's the one space that you don't have to second guess anything. Like there's no, we don't need to listen back to like the stuff and make sure it's perfect because it is what it is. You know, that's what's yeah, great about how it. much stuff that was. That's one thing about confusion that was so cool that, you know, we did these songs. We didn't rush it. We didn't just put some silly text in there just to say, we got to play it on Friday. We let it evolve, and sometimes we would record our show, and then you'd find something that just worked, and then it stuck with it, because mm-hmm. it was just like such a great, uh, you know, moment, and then it just kind of became those lyrics that became solid. Yep.
Yeah, maybe there's a sign in all of this. I want there to be some backstory to this track. Okay. That's that's your job, not mine. <laughs> yeah, so this one I redid it a little bit. All I could I was trying to go back and find the original. And the original was myself, Ben Bauer, Kyle, and Brian. And then you, Mike. So it was like a Leo Los Virgo song that we did. And then I went back to try and find it without vocals and I couldn't find it. So I ended up just finding Ben's piano solo. So then I retracked the drums today, this morning, to it. So this is fresh. This is fresh. Fresh and old at the same time. Fresh and old, yeah. So it's the original feel of it, but like a different, you know, like a new beat behind it. And yeah, all of the Leo Los Virgo just totally reminds me of West Dallas because of your guys' house there. Yeah, one thing that really uh, just comes to mind is, you know, that was like our first time, you know, Milan was born in 2006, April 2006. So I moved to Germany and that was like Skype was just yeah. starting. There were still internet cafes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no social media, but like, I remember you sending me tracks, you download them, and then I would just lay at our apartment complex, you know, in the washroom because that was kind of like the only place where I could just like chill and I would put on the headphones, listen to these tracks, and then write lyrics. And it's like every once in a while when I would come over a couple months, we'd get to record this stuff. Right. And I can just picture that excitement. Like it was kind of like everything we're doing today, we were doing that even before there was... The technology to be able to do it. just took time and put the effort in. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and that was like the first project that we did, like for real project outside of Confusion too. Like we actually decided to like, okay, we're going to write actual songs where it wasn't just like fucking around, you know, like where it was like get some people together and write these songs. So that was the first thing. And it was super fun. Mm -hmm. Like we, there was that, we probably wrote like five five songs in total you know and then like it even morphed into its own thing too because like you weren't there but like we we ended up those same people really played at the band camp thing like Mm -hmm. because you played bass and then tim ended up coming in and And playing and brian yeah so and where did the name leo loves virgo come from because i am a virgo and adam is a leo and Ben is a Virgo, and, and his Jen wife is, is also a Leo. Yeah. <laughs> so it boy it originally was boy, girl, girl, boy. Remember? Yes. yes. And then it turned into Leo loves Virgo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man. But hey, I got to say that Kyle, like, I can still hear those lyrics for like analog and mm-hmm. digital. Like, it's haunting how beautiful and how a vivid picture that painted. And for me... Confusion, where it's all about craziness, live shows, no time to write lyrics, get it, you know, put it together, piecemeal. It's like yeah. that was beautiful for me to take a back seat and try to get really creative with my raps. And I felt kind of like when Dell the Funky Homo Sapien was probably rapping for Deltron 3030. Yeah. Like that's kind of. So for me, it was a really good experience to have these tracks that weren't necessarily a hip hop beat and try to figure out ways to rap and i love adam when you i i don't know if it's this song maybe there's a sign of those but the one where you kind of like mash it up you know from all the lyrics and people singing at the end it was just it was such a good time that's this track 
no, no, that's it his is? track, but it's not on this version. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. I, I can, I can play we it. Can have Maybe that we can open some of that teaser. stuff up too, just to let people. Yeah. yeah, I can play it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so okay. I have a really fitting topic then. Yep. Because that was well, our child's going to turn eleven next month, mm. and so I don't like that's that. <laughs> almost double the double number. Digits? Yeah, oh, well, it is. Yeah, but dumb. she's ten right now, so half of that time like we've lived here for half that time and so the topic is the five-year-old version of yourself five-year-old not five years ago but the five-year-old version of yourself mike mike is a five-year-old on top of (laughs) this beat well we just saw that video of you eating chocolate with the microphone in your hand (laughs) that you posted I have a feeling that the five-year-old version of Mike is super similar (laughs) to the five-year-old version of Mika. (laughs) Okay, cool. Let me cue it up. Five-year-old red Mike, where are you? (laughs) Attention, Kmart shoppers. There is a young redhead goes by the name of Little Red Michael. He's loose. Don't let him get too close to the chocolates. ADHD, it wasn't me. I was an only child. Now you had to see the way it would be. When one mother's love lost four kids before, two before miscarriage now at your door. You could see why the Holy Ghost wants to make the most of this little child as a host. But I'm always wanna be a guest. Never went to impress with those little red dots all up on my chest and on my face. I still got the charm to make you play grace. And what's God-given talent just to make a smile and you know I can revel all inside it. When it I don't have to hide it. I'm a ginger, yo, let it ride it. Anything that can come to go. Mom pushing me anything where I wanna go. Cub Scouts to Eagle Scout to remove the doubt before I cut my pick shank out. And now I'm seeing a psychologist, 16 years old. But let me bring it back to 11 years before that. And it's all good. Went to Disneyland and you wish you could. Still be like me, still be on free. I'm still intellect, that's the way I wanna be. And I'm still that mentality. And that's why I can relate so good to my little boys. Cause I know what it's like to play Fortnite every single night. And I wanna play all, I was addicted to Nintendo, the original. And then Super Mario Brothers 2, straight to you. Street Fighters, Nintendo 64. Ooh. Awesome. Oh, that was great. Nice work, Mikey. Oh, man, Ed, that's so funny that I put the film together, you know, with my mom's film footage of the early 80s when I was around that age. And I remember I had a, a Bruce Lee skateboard. I think I got that for my eighth birthday. And um, I don't know, That's it's fun to think about yourself and how what's still kind of carrying on. So could you see me at five years old, Roberto? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Especially you getting lost in a Kmart. That's just a guarantee. <laughs> uh, no, but for real, I love, I mean, that my mom didn't go back to school It's that or to work as a teacher or didn't get a job and was a teacher's aide and had that time. I mean, that is the hugest kind of influence of my antics today and even the bad <laughs> sides and good yeah. sides. I mean, that played a huge role. Yep. All right. Are you ready? We're ready. 
Rapid fire. Double jeopardy. We'll go through all the rest of the topics, rapid fire, and... Topic roulette. Let's go. How many topics left? Twelve. Ooh. Double six. Double six. So here we are. It's the last track. Rapid fire for closure. Here we go. Yodeling coming straight to you from the tops of the mountaintop. <laughs> Yo, I already heard it because I can see with my eyes. What's up in the Alps? Surprise, Ricola. And now, surprise, what's the next topic that I see before my eyes? Ooh, those legs and thighs again. Let me bring it back to the heads are under the best parts of the body, and I want to plunder inside the swimming pool and do a cannonball into the top. You can see me high dive, and it will not stop. Synchronized legs, scissors. Now you can tell you're drunk. With my swagger, the yigger yagger, I feel the spinning, I feel delayed. Everything is like a glass of lemonade, it all feels good. I don't know what's the alcohol content, I'm already blood spent, my life is Kent. Harassing telemarketers. Give it back to the place where they're bringing it on, like Adam's two-hour uh, telethon. Everyone's talking about making 60 calls in one hour bullshit, man. It's quality over quantity, and I'm going to tell it like a tower. Pray mantis. The wife's back. No more misogynic. Yo, I'm going to eat you back, you damn. And it's all for a fuck. You're going to be tearing apart when you're done. So erupt and make the most out of it. And now we're about to plunder. Amish. Craftsman Guild 2, I hope you make it through this coronavirus and where I want to take it to. All the anorondic chairs and people going on their 18-year extravaganza. Square cut pizza. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I remember I was five years old watching E.T. on alone on a par park while there was a fire on West 221 Valley View Road. My mom never cut it into the pie slices. It was, I was told, it's more efficient that way and I've got to eat more crust and that's the way it will stay. A league of soccer moms playing each other. <laughs> Looks like I want to be the coach because I know how to make the most. Yeah, the cookies for sale, they taste so delicious. And what's nutritious? Hey, the kids can keep playing, I'm looking. On the sidelines, cause look at those guidelines. I'm a strain. Ooh, we doing the samba. Samba. Samba, samba. Let me get a little close to the soccer mama. I wanna feel with the samba. And yeah, you got the rhythm and I'm all upon ya. Stress cleaning. <laughs> Hey, Marie Kondo, it was the first episode, and now I'm doing my condo before I got my home, and you say I was like, yo, Ronaldo, stress cleaning, you got lots of maids, and I think they're doing more to relieve stress than what they're getting paid. Ah, <laughs> oh, machine gun, I feel like yeah. Rambo, like. Rapid fire, Mikey, nice work. <laughs> you know, that was cool, and what's really fun about the rapid fire is that you have a little bit of freedom to like put the topics together, yeah. you know, like the samba and the soccer moms. <laughs> no, I got goosebumps. It felt like a show. That's that's the thing is like 
those were always the really highlights of the show too. We would talk about it for like days afterwards of like, oh my gosh, that was so funny when he had to rap about professional yodelers and <laughs> yeah. whatever else people would write about. Yeah. Let's go with number... Go to teens. 17? 17. Okay. Are you ready to freestyle about the boogeyman? The boogeyman. The boogeyman. In In whatever you think that is to you. The boogeyman. Need to do some headspace. (laughs) Stop ruining my moment. Hello, little Michael. Lay your head down on the pillow and fall fast asleep. And now we're gonna scan down from the top to the bottom. In your mind, in your shoulders. Fill in the chest. I'm gonna close the door. I wonder what tomorrow will bring. Anything. Distracted. Keep concentrating. Breath. One in and two out. Three in and four out. Wait, what is that? What is that over there? Something's making a sound. It makes me so nervous. It's like detergent in a bottle of water. One drop can make the whole sergeant slaughter. Telling you knowing is half the battle. But this G.I. Joe type of flow. Wanna make it microphone show. But I'm showing and proving daily and consuming. Everything around me. The boogeyman is there. Always they. The pronouncement of what can everything be. Tearing apart in an instant. The boogeyman is my president. Every single instant. Like when he says... The CDC says you should wear a mask, but not me, because dictators and kings and queens and all those groovy things to just boogie. So break down your beat and let me give your head a noogie, you crazy, insane, incompetent. Yo, it's your head, it's a flame. The devil hits shit, he's even ashamed. So shove it up your ass, bow, bring it like a tame, this game. I can meditate. No, I can just tune it out. Yo, wait. Breathe in one, breathe out two. Breathe in three, breathe out four. Breathe in five, breathe out six. Breathe in seven, breathe out eight. Breathe out nine, breathe in. Wait, I mixed it up, but then again, it's all okay. I take breaths every single day. Millions in inhaling, so don't let it cause dismay. Breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. Okay, now I'm crying. So <laughs> <laughs> we're at that point of the show. <clears throat> Why are you crying? Because um, I think that there's something like really... Uh, what's the word I want? Like, I guess the best word is like authentic about witnessing someone do something literally off the top of their head like we don't know what floats around in your mind like you said you're like grabbing for things and putting them together in the present moment of a freestyle we don't know what your like toolbox or your file cabinet of data is to take from and like so the anticipation of what's going to come out of a word like boogeyman and and where you choose to take it um it really like asks of your audience to be 
equally vulnerable. And I was listening to you and thought of this Brene Brown book that I read called Daring Greatly. And one of the like best quotes from the book is daring greatly means the courage to be vulnerable. It means to show up and be seen, to ask for what you need, to talk about how you're feeling, to have the hard conversations. And I feel like what you just did is very much like cognizant of that and like now I just want to listen to that over and over I think for a little (laughs) bit and like ruminate on that and let that all absorb into my brain that's awesome yeah no that that's beautiful like I I felt like totally in there and I felt that that beat Adam that that's something that you dug up from a long time ago with Brian Craft right Mm -hmm. yeah and then you you put a new beat to it or no Mm -hmm. that's old it's super old like something that I think Ben and I first worked on it. Like this is going back to like 07 is before McKenna was born. And then Brian did all like the baseline, like analog key, like key kind of stuff. But yeah, it's like super open. It's super like the vibe of that song is really deep in general. So I think that's what, why that brought it out in you, like the way you took it more serious, but I loved it. That's what I love about your freestyles too, is like, yeah, back to back like and even the songs we write together too like back to back it could be super silly and then like at the drop of a dime go super serious whatever you're feeling but that's also what i love about your brain because you're so (laughs) no i'm serious like (laughs) yes yes keep talking keep talking more compliments (laughs) no seriously because because you're so adhd severe adhd like you never know what you're gonna get and that's what I love about mm-hmm. it, no. you know. It's a potpourri. You know, to, to me, this <laughs> it's cool because, you know, I heard that song. You, we, we, we said, let's get a bunch of topics. This is episode number six. Let's get six songs, you know, and then we came up with this format. But I heard that once, and it's like, Roberta says a topic, Boogeyman, and the first thing I thought was Green Scene doing a boogie dance, a funky <laughs> song, and I was like, yeah, that is stupid. I don't want to talk about that. And then I was like, you know, I can't listen to the song and see what's good. But this was like, okay, it starts like you're calling me down to go to sleep. And totally random, Adam, you said that headspace yeah. Oh, yeah. before the song started. <laughs> and that made me the synchronicity. exactly like yeah. tune in to, okay, headspace. And I was thinking of a fight yesterday that I had with Spirit of Space where I was like, I had this big grandiose idea while I was brushing my teeth and it's late at night and Samantha's kind of like done with her day. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, why aren't you answering me? You're being passive aggressive. And like, if you say, don't do it, then just say, shut up, Mike, and get your work done. We've been waiting for that project forever. Blah blah blah. And And she was like, truth be told, I fell in a depression hold yesterday. My dad doesn't want to listen to the advice. He's a pastor and he thinks he needs to be six foot away from every one of the parish members and like he, you know, whatever she's having these problems. And I was just like, Oh, the boogeyman, you know, like this, <laughs> this gloom that everyone's facing, like, Doom am I going to have a job yeah. in a couple of weeks? What's going to happen to the world? How many more people are going to get sick? All that stuff. So I was thinking of then like literally a couple, 10 minutes before you called, you know, I got the New York times thing and it says like, showed me a video of President Trump saying like, 
It's only a recommendation that you wear a mask. <laughs> I wouldn't wear a mask. I mean, dictators don't wear masks. And I was like, what? You said that? You're making a reference of yourself to a dictator and kings and queens? It's just so yeah. ridiculous. So I was thinking of just these visuals of him being the boogeyman. Yeah. You know, like in your mind, you want to calm down, lay to sleep. And it was so cool how I started with the headspace and then ended it. And knowing that, hey, I have control of the boogeyman, like mm-hmm. every kid yeah, does. Definitely. There's nothing under your your bed. There's nothing in the closet. Mm-hmm. It's but all in your they got to learn that, you know. But it's also beautiful when they think that. Yeah. And even tonight, Mika used it against me. I'm like, Mika, go get, you know, six fresh bottles of water, sparkling water out of the pantry, which is a couple steps down. He's like, nope, it's too late. I'm going to get scared. I'll do it in the morning. And if you guys want a bottle of water, then you got to get it yourself. And then I looked at Theresia and she's just like, just leave it. Leave it. You know, and I was like, okay, that's it's a good argument. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> I'll God. just leave that's it. That's so funny because I was just going to ask you, like, so, yeah. what so are your kids' like, opinions on the boogeyman? And, like, everyone's boogeyman is so unique to them. I had a boogeyman. And that's so funny because I could see Mika totally playing that card. Right. Like, it's scary down there. I'm not going, I wouldn't go down there by myself either. And I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. No, but that's, I love it when you get in that zone because like when you start freestyling, like it's therapy is like the best shit mm-hmm. ever, you know, like it, like I love like the fun. I have a request that you would actually turn that into like a complete song. If yeah. Possible. That's cool. I hey. actually will put it out there. I will participate Ooh. musically In that if that becomes a complete song sometime. Yeah, hey, hang that, on. That would stop be a... the news. Roberta <laughs> yes. just committed to playing it's music. An announcement. <laughs> yes. Adam, pull out an affidavit <laughs> all right, uh, that she signed. There's a witness in, in the back. <laughs> yeah. No, but hey, listen, you guys, what's actually really cool about this is so many people get frustrated. I mean, with the situation right now or whatever, but it's better to do something poetic like this that just gets you in tune and gets it off your chest than trying to just complain like in a typical rap representing, you know what I mean? Yeah, represent, yeah. Well, that was the beauty of Top of the Head back in the day is like most hip-hop shows you would go to if they were going to do like a rap battle, it was a lot of like posturing and whatever, throw your setup bullshit, you know? But like when we did it, it was like some sorority girl you convinced to come on stage and complain about her dad, not whatever it was. Like it didn't matter. Like wherever we were, it was somebody that would never have gotten on stage that got on stage and it was expressing themselves. You know what I mean? You convinced them. Yeah. You, f- you made them feel Because the vulnerability enough. was authentic. Yeah, it was totally. shared. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I'm not saying like there was definitely awesome Oh, MCs yeah. that like, like came up on stage, but yeah. I mean, you never broke it up. Like you, like a normal show would be, you know, like James Epicenter and like Jason Todd or somebody who would come on stage yeah. or like, and then, but it would be followed by some, some rando, yeah, rando like, girl. And, but that was what was beautiful about it because there was no judgment and they didn't feel it. Yeah. And there was no like, who's this? Like they don't have the skills, you know, like. That's yeah. just lame. and that pushes other people to to be free and put their guard down and let them create something. I mean, all right, so Boogeyman, that's gonna be the next song, y'all. Yeah, Boogeyman was awesome. Should we end it on that? I I don't know if anything is gonna be better than that. That's that's what's cool. That that's gonna be how we 
collaborate with our guest. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, Roberta, they, you they said get to it. pick the next time. <laughs> right? You committed. Right? I you did said it. Commit. <laughs> what, no, did that, your dad that would be something? That would yeah, be wonderful. And hey, Roberta, time. you don't have the excuse that you don't have any time. I, I don't have time. <laughs> I am an online teacher now. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, you're right. I actually have played my cello more in the last three weeks than I have in the last three years. So mm-hmm. you're right. I do have the time. Hey, yeah, I think that's that. That's a pretty cool pretext. We actually had a great kind of roulette, but with everything, be, by from the time we publish it, we could just work on this song and maybe have a recap you know it was a live show but it inspired something and that's the important part yeah i'm fine with that speaking of the boogeyman like just to close shop what should we walk away with yeah i mean like how obviously that song was about what we're living through right now with the coronavirus and everybody being shelter in place and i feel like that's why i'm so engaged with you right now and engaged in the situation because i'm craving human interaction and we're not getting any except the the three of us which is is awesome but outside of our house like we don't have anything you yeah. know and that's why i'm like i lit up when i knew i was gonna do this you know like how are you feeling on in germany like yeah i i finally since the first episode when we started this almost a year ago i finally feel like because we've been working at spirit of space like remotely and doing this for the last 15 years i finally feel like okay i have a chance to catch up and i finally made my office like the studio that i want to that i feel beautiful and want to be in Mm -hmm. and so to me this is like that's good it's wonderful being here i mean that's it i don't totally follow the rules like (laughs) (laughs) stay at home but I also am safe. You know, I have this small little office. I have my papers with me so that if the police stop me, then I can show that to them. But I really invested a lot of time here and I wanted to keep it like this and to just let it be fluid. And I think the way all these musicians are doing live shows, you know, from their studios and recording studios, I think the events when we come together are going to even be more special and really thought out because people are going to find a way during this time to connect virtually. And I think like people working at their homes, even a couple days a week, I think this could has a chance to really revolutionize the whole commuting. And I think I, I love it. I mean, I literally, when I drive my bike home, you know, a 10 minute bike ride. Today I saw two ducks like crossing the street, <laughs> just like, oh, it's so nice. <laughs> Nobody's gonna run us over this time. And I know like we watched things in Wales, you know, there's some mountain goats that came and started eating people's <laughs> shrubs and stuff. And like, I guess in Canada, you know, there's wild animals walking around in the in the city. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just, it's really, it's almost like that that movie Legend Mm-hmm. Where Will Smith's mm-hmm. walking mm-hmm. through New York, yeah. New York City, and it's just like it feels so interesting. It feels like you're waiting for something to erupt. Yeah, you know, like how that movie builds up that suspense. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. walking through the city, how silent it is, and everyone's in their houses. I just, I want us to all to remember this and not take it for granted. 
when we're able to move about freely and to balance it out better. Yeah, right. definitely. That's what we always talk about. Like, I remember saying to Roberta, like, am I morbid for thinking like I just want to watch the fall of some of this society <laughs> just for the sake of like seeing something different? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. I, I have a different perspective coming as a teacher. I know, I know. I'm having yeah. a real hard time with it, but. Yeah. This I is, mean, nobody's wishing bad things. No, I don't like mean health wise and stuff. But but this thinking of like companies always just doing it how we used to do. Yeah, yeah. Like this changes that oh, you yeah. cannot survive if you don't change your thinking and start being creative. And we can be we can be better for our families and for our work if we figure out how to work more efficiently. We live in the twenty first century. This communication is so easy and open, and I think. People are going to figure out how to work like that. And even when we go back to going in an office, I think there's going to be a lot of um, rethinking about where money goes and how free people can be mm-hmm. and to make value use of their time. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think it's just like appreciating the connections too, like your sense of community. like Well, and just the freedoms. Like you yeah. get agency and choice. And mm-hmm. it's funny because that's like Mike's go-to thing. It's like, I just want to be free, free of this. I just need yeah. to have freedom. That's always like our our close run running joke is like, Mike just needs to be free of this. Mm-hmm. I feel like that all the time. Like, I just want to be free of this. <laughs> Stop telling me what to do. <laughs> um, and that appreciation of like the freedoms you are allowed when when we get on the other side of it, whatever that looks like too. Yeah. Yeah. Even just like within our friend circle, like being like sheltered or whatever, like feeling like you don't have anyone to connect to, like just like talking to people like through Telegram or like these different apps and stuff. And like Russ like sent me a text, like Russ and Tim and like Tim and Russ the other day, like, hey, do you guys just want to like hang out on Skype and like share a beer together and stuff. And like after I couldn't join them at first, you know, and like Russ sent me a message and was like, he's like, Hey, I know you're not on here. He's like, but I don't remember. I don't remember the last time I talked to Tim, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and they were just like hanging out together. And that's a, that's a really cool thing, you know, like just like people like that lose touch, but don't think about it. And like, all of a sudden you're you're shocked back into reality yeah. like oh i miss that person like hey i can do this yeah. right now yeah. you know i will say cuz i have to bring it back to the enneagram always yes. as a type 5 yeah. and a true introvert even i am like okay enough is enough <laughs> i do miss like the the like not panicking when i go to the grocery store and like i will use this platform to say like thank you to my friends that i that have reached out to me and like, Hey, I'm here. If you want to send me an Instagram video or whatever, um, even introverted people, I think are feeling it really deeply. I can't imagine how you type sevens are dealing with this. Um, the stir craziness of not getting to be social and extroverted and I, and what that's going to do to your psyche, your psyche, um, Mm. and the imprints that's going to make on your, on everyone's brain after, all of us, I'm super intrigued to see what happens to our brains. Yeah, I feel like for me, I have a chance to, it's like a retreat. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have a chance to catch up, to be by myself, to make decisions like, uh, do I need, you know, I had a mail a letter today and it was like, 
a huge deal. Like, do I have enough time? I know there's going to be a bunch <laughs> of people waiting there. Okay, I'd rather wait till I can go the first thing in the yeah, morning. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like totally. <laughs> I did that this you morning totally, too. <laughs> like, plan your day out differently. Yeah. It's not just like, well, need to get a a, a thing of milk, and I drive, yeah. you know, twenty minutes to a store. You really make sure is this Their strategy important? exactly? Yeah. Do I, you know? Do I want to waste my time this be, because it's crazy? Mm-hmm how long the stuff takes and how you need to wait. You know, there's only 15 people allowed in the supermarket and each person has a cart. I'm sure in Germany it's way more orderly. Like they basically <laughs> limited the amount of carts and, and there it's, it makes sense. You know, everyone has to have their hands on a cart because it's already a, like a radius, the six feet rule. Mm-hmm. So there was a guy that ran into the bio, the organic store and I you know, we don't go into it. I was, I was driving. We were coming home from our house, and Teresa went in, and I just saw him arguing with the woman. She's like, "I have to call the police if you're not going to take a cart." And he's like, "My hands on the cart, they're going to get dirty." Or she's like, "There's, there's disinfectant spray there," and I just like, I don't want to watch this. And I like I looked the other way, just looked into the parking lot and watched the sun, and it was like, I just don't want to be a part of this, like little yeah interchange you know yeah yeah interaction yeah exchange yeah. And, and it was just like so senseless and it and and before that i would be the person <laughs> getting in those exchanges <laughs> and arguing with authority like this doesn't make any sense but now it's just like it's not worth it get in line there's a lot of people waiting do your grocery shopping get the hell out of here and shut mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we might become better humans because of it let's hope I'm yeah I'm I want to be up I'm optimistic about it even though how gloomy and and scary it is of of the numbers and even just it's easy to fall in a place like I remember like at night sleeping like oh my god if I get it I remember what those asthma attacks felt like and it totally freaked me out but there's nothing I can do about it but be smart wash my Mm -hmm. hands follow the rules you know and wait yeah yeah for it to slow down that's that's all we can do that's all we can do. Well, we're gonna we're gonna write Boogeyman. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Totally. And it was kind. Of, you know what? Like the Boogeyman could also be like you. You saw it from, even in our own country, from state to state. It's like, well, that guy's the Boogeyman. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait it out a little bit until it all just works out. We don't. We don't believe in the Boogeyman. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to be the Boogeyman. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like okay, that's not really a good strategy. You're going to have to be the boogeyman and you're going to be a worse off boogeyman if you just keep waiting and ignoring it. And, But I really like even just like the thematic line of Mike's rap of the boogeyman, you know, that that the boogeyman's in your mind, you know, and it's, it's not necessarily the invisible enemy that our president loves to call it so much, but... Right. The, it is an invisible enemy inside your mind mm-hmm. and utilizing mindfulness now that I'm finishing all my mindfulness courses mm-hmm. um, to kind of put a, not a noose around the boogeyman, but like a leash on it and keeping the boogeyman at the six feet length that he <laughs> needs to be at. <laughs> no, but like you were saying, Mike, like it makes me think about <clears throat> stuff differently. Like I was telling you the other day, like saving things, like not wasting or like exactly what yeah, you're saying, you. like thinking about like when you're going to go out, like if it's a good time, like 
It just makes you more yeah. mindful. Make yeah, which is good. even just us. We're going to move into the new house. You know, I'm trying to like, okay, what do we have in these cupboards? What can I do? Oh, we have dry beans. Like I need to soak them the night before thinking about all that stuff just to make use because I, we don't need to go to the supermarket. It's actually like, oh, I do not want to go there. <laughs> what can I figure out? What else can we eat? You know, what can we make use of? <clears throat> exactly. We were talking about that tonight because like we made, <laughs> well, Roberto went to the store today, but like normal in the last couple of days, we were like just picking up random shit to make for dinner. Yeah. Like, we're calling it the quarantine meal. The quarantine it's like meal, the only yeah. time that you'd get away with like a really random collection of food. And yeah. that's your meal. Yeah. Like, let's have this brie and a sausage <laughs> and corn on the cob. Because <laughs> those go together. Yeah. Whatever was in the fridge, that was what we ate. Yeah. You know? we're, we're playing our own version of Chopped. Yeah. Yeah. But like, even like, I was listening to Joe Rogan and even he was like, he's like, yeah, I've been talking about all these like diets, like carnivore diet or like keto diet. He's like you have to be a fucking idiot if you think that your diet is so important that it's going to like last through this quarantine. You need yeah. to just eat smart and like whatever you have in front of you eat. Like, don't be an idiot. Like, don't think you have to like stick to some stupid diet and don't hoard things yeah, because you're, that's, a big one. that's the boogeyman, like <clears throat> mm-hmm. whatever, toilet paper, meat, you yep. know, avocados. <laughs> <laughs> there was plenty of those there at the store today. <laughs> no, but they had that all that stuff is in your mind yeah. and that's what this is all yeah. about whether it's a world leader or your own when do you stop reading the news you know when do you calm down before you go to bed like it's all about discipline mm-hmm. and and um accepting that the boogeyman yeah. needs to be kept on a leash <clears throat> and it doesn't it can't surprise you because you have that on the leash <clears throat> yeah what was that quote you were you saw like they were talking about like Anne Frank, like people are complaining about the quarantine, but yet Anne Frank yeah. stayed in the attic in for attic for how many days, yeah, yeah. years, yeah, and or whatever. she saw beauty. I that yeah. was from that Ryan Holiday book. Right. He he looks at a lot of different people mm-hmm. and how he's like a you know philosophical ways, and she just said as long as you can see beauty, you know that gives hope. And yeah. she would look out an attic window, and it's like the quarantine was over the the whole entire germany was just like bombed out and that's imagine that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i know i actually started my week of my very first week of distance learning i mean, i can't even call it distance learning it just needs to be called like i don't know learning covid-19 learning like whatever <laughs> this is now um yeah. but i i do like a daily video for my kids every day just so they can see my face and hear my voice and I would end it with a quote every day and the very first day it was like this is like how Anne Frank fell and here's an Anne Frank quote because if she can do it you can do it (laughs) because she didn't have Netflix and she didn't have her phone she did not have all these luxuries that we actually have you know Mm -hmm. she was trapped with like 11 people in that attic Mm -hmm. so I think yeah like that the finding beauty and that I think the quote really was about like that. Isn't it amazing that today is just today and we have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring. Like there's so much hopefulness for what could happen tomorrow and trying to keep my 11 and 12 year olds somewhat positive, even if an objective, yeah, even if their parents can't be positive right now to have some sort of light and be a little bit of hope in their household. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and and carry that torch because we need it. We need kids to be able to carry that torch. And we're asking a lot of them right now. We're asking a lot of ourselves, obviously, but mm-hmm. we're, we're putting a lot on our kids. And to me, that's the most important thing because they're going to outlive us, hopefully. And who knows what's to come in their future um, and how the stories that they will share of how they survived struggle, you know, a smooth sea never makes a skilled sailor. And they're going to pass that on. So keep them happy. Yeah. Let them play Fortnite. That's a quote <laughs> from Winston Churchill yeah. that says, let, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yep, exactly. And that's a chance for you to to rethink what your daily life is and to to challenge it. Mm-hmm. And when you figured out how you survived that challenge, you can use that information to, to benefit yourself later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. As I just, pessimistic as I am, I'm trying to be optimistic. <laughs> no, I, I just love the idea of like cutting everybody off at the knees and starting at zero. Like that's that's what I think is, I know that sounds <laughs> weird, but like. You should run for president. We still need a Democratic nominee. Right now. <laughs> Cut everybody off at the knees. <laughs> no, but like that no one is above anyone status yeah, wise. Definitely. You know, that's what yeah. I mean by that. Like. Yep. No one is exempt. Like I said at the beginning of the last come. podcast, like, but our president is probably not going to wear a mask. You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it might be like orange colored. <laughs> we maybe he has one on, and we just don't notice it. Yeah. Okay. Orange Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> the Ides of March. <laughs> no, but hey, let's do something creative, poetic that's timeless and. Um, there's a I love that Mike you're really right like it is kind of timeless it's something in the moment and created and it will document this season of our life but it's it is very universal in that same idea of like of of the rapture of things and and taming the beast of whatever that might that beast is mm-hmm. through the generations Yeah we we have clients that are we've worked with them before from China, Beijing, and they have a great architecture office and we filmed some of their projects. And like we were supposed to have this call February 14th and it was like right when they were not able to fly back to China. Mm-hmm. And it's um we had five project projects that we we're going to film in the fall and um we just started looking at some of our old film archives and I, and we were trying to think like, well, what should we talk to them about? Like what's going to happen in China in the fall? Like we have no idea if we can film it at the end of this year or next year. We have no idea. So I just said, let's look through some of our archives of this famous architect and like send them a film and just connect with them. Say, hey, hope you guys are doing good. You know, they are finally able to travel back to China and it's 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 great for me to actually have, you know, really close to the start of all this, you know, I'm already focusing. Okay. The best time to travel in China is like end of October, November, because the weather's the best. And it's like, I already am thinking optimistically of that, you know, knowing that that started in December in Wuhan, Mm -hmm. it's, it's fun for me to actually have 
something very tangible and real there and a goal mm-hmm. for me to just kind of focus to have hope towards. but yeah I, I i need to laugh at it and take it a grain of salt mm-hmm. because i have no idea what yeah. the real situation will be at that time i feel you so we should just make something and like look at this <clears throat> challenge as something that we can remember for the rest of our lives and figure out good ways to get over it and talk about it poetically and let, let's stir some emotions in this next month. Yeah. yeah. Let's hit them in the feels. But I, I remember like just thinking back to like the last time I felt this way. And I, I know I said this before, but like after 9-11 is the last time I yeah. felt this like, okay, what do we do now? You know? And like, I remember playing shows. You remember that show we played at the... <laughs> Two days after. Two days at, after at the Regent's, what was that called? The Regent's? Regent Street Retreat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. With? And there was no one there with Iffy, that band Iffy. If, yeah, that? which is a funk band from Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like it's, three people there. And like we were all, I remember like yeah. you, me, well, Gary. Well, to be fair, guys, there was a lot of shows where there were like three <laughs> yeah. people there. Fair enough, fair enough. But this one like Oshkosh we. Oshkosh was gone. You really know, felt this one, like, this what one, the like, hell am I doing? Was in a home, it was a hometown show. So there was going to be people there. But there was no one there. And I remember like sitting at the bar with like Gary and like the singer from that band and you. And it just like felt weird. Like. I was thinking, I remember Bjork. <laughs> had a, a huge concert in Madison Square Garden or something soon after that happened. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Bjork canceled the show. Why the hell are we playing Ancient <laughs> <Regent laughs> Street Retreat when everyone's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to the to our country? Like, you know, what what what's going on? Just trying to make sense of what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what have you been feeling like from your kids? Like... What do you mean? Like, like what have they been saying? Like, have they been like worried or talking to you about stuff? I think they're more, they're, well, my kids are like a special section of a subgroup of kids because, and I, and I have talked actually to several people who are seniors right now. And like, it's more about the mourning, the loss of what they've built up in their minds of like, I'm in this grade, so I'm supposed to do these things. Like, I'm supposed to go to prom. I'm supposed to have graduation. Mm. I, and for my kids, like, I'm supposed to go to Fiji. I'm supposed to do these things that mark this passage of time and prove that I'm 12. Um, and I think that there's more of, like, a grief process and a mourning process for losing those what are very much privileges, but they see them as priorities, you know, and trying to help them work through that grief process. I mean, as unfortunate as it is, I've had to go through grief counseling on my own. So like, I I know the right lingo to give to them um, and trying to be optimistic with them of like what's to come and what could come. And like, yeah, it sucks. Like there's just nothing better to say, but um, them knowing that like it's, this is how everyone feels. It's not just them um, and processing the loss of things, but also at the same time, like trying to build them up and help them be resilient in a very difficult time. Because as a parent, I know what I'm feeling as a parent and I'm sh- what I'm sure a lot of their parents are feeling and just a lot of question marks about what's to come financially and what that means for their own businesses and things like that. And 
to help them be the Anne Frank, you know, and, and be a light in a very dark place for their family members. Right. Um, I've actually gotten a lot of feedback from parents of just, thank you for encouraging them. We, we as parents watch your videos every morning and it helps us be like optimistic and positive and laugh and be light about things because that's all you can be right now. Um, and that you're being hopeful for our kids. And even if it's a false hope, you know, there's still somewhat, a sense of hope because that's what a 12 year old needs to hear. A 12 year old doesn't need to hear. I'm sorry. You get all of these things taken away from you mm, too bad. Right. Um, and I think that being on the cusp <clears throat> and, and it's, and it is super like um, transient of like the whole Anne Frank thing of like, she was at a very similar age. And you know, if you guys remember back to when you were in sixth grade, you know, like what you felt was super important as a 12 year old mm -hmm. and you're on the cusp of being an adult. You're kind of an adult. You want to be seen as an adult in many ways, but you're still very much a kid um, and encouraging them to you know, take on those adult maturity roles emotionally, mm -hmm. but also exponentially be a child because that's what their parents need to see right now as a glimmer of hope. Right. Um, I'm kind of like, stuck in the middle of two camps um but taking that job super seriously and i will speak on behalf of like all teachers that the job that we have been handed right now is very uh questionable and we're all just trying to do our best as all parents are and that's a constant thing that i'm telling parents is like you're doing everything right you think you're failing and you think you're doing everything wrong right now but you are doing everything right because there are no rules like no there's no primer of what you're supposed to do in a pandemic as a parent yeah. you want to let your kids sit on youtube and play fortnite for 19 hours fine exhibit a our child is still sitting here on her <laughs> ipad on the couch while we're doing this you know and it's granted it's a friday night but like she's never usually allowed to stay up this late um but that's fine you want your kid to eat cereal for dinner because that's all you have the mental capacity for right now that's fantastic if you can encourage your kid to come to my google meet you know at 9 30 on tuesday i'd love it because i miss their face but they're not going to be punished in any way and you're not going to be punished in any way for that everyone is doing the best that they can with what they've been given right now yeah. and so everyone's doing the right thing. Everyone is being a good parent right now. If you're a parent, even if you're not a parent and you're encouraging people to be a parent, you're doing the best that you can with what you have. And so Mike needs to hear that too. I think his wife also needs to hear that too, <laughs> that I'm sure things are not that vastly different in Germany than they are here in Southern California. As far as having two kids at home that want to, yep. whatever, do their thing and bicker and argue. And you feel like, Oh, I, I should be doing this right now. I should have my priorities straight, but those are your priorities. And, and they're going to grieve and process these things in their own way. And like, I know for our kid, when she comes and like lays next to me and says, I'm bored, it really just means she's sad and she yeah. just needs to be like cuddled and like, let's watch iron chef. Who cares if you have a math test to take, you know, that this is, this is what we need to do right now. <laughs> And I think it's okay for kids to see that and to hear that. It's it's really hard. Parents are trying to keep it all together. I, at, for me, on like in both camps, like as a parent and a teacher, I'm really trying to keep it together. But I like you have to cut yourself some grace too. That's hard. Yeah, yeah. You've talked me off the ledge quite a bit this last three <laughs> weeks. No, but I mean, like even in our household where we don't 
we never watch the news. Like I've never turned on CNN, but I have in the last month because I feel like I'm supposed to. Right. So because of that, like our, like McKenna hears it, overhears it. And I see how anxious it makes her. And then I'm like, Oh, that's right. That's why I don't watch the news. You know, it's because it's like, it just, she like is constantly like, Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like because of the way that they, Project it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. The way but they... I don't think that we should necessarily protect our children no, from reality I don't either. either. I think that there needs to be some transparency and some truthfulness and honesty and authenticity right. into like what we're all doing and why we're doing this. Yeah, totally. Um, but at the same time, like you want to do it in a loving kindness. But way. if you wanted to, you could fall into a black hole of just, oh, of course. just watching whatever's happening right now. Constantly, yeah. The last thing that someone posted and, you know, told you you're yeah. supposed to do mm-hmm. and like but yeah. all of those things still existed even before this it's i know all about but now it's more it's think, far more prevalent yeah yeah and it's right. easier to fall into those pits right. but i think our kids like <clears throat> they need to see well, that balance as well they need to see us be vulnerable and be authentic and mm-hmm. like she watched me like ball my eyes out the other night because one of my former students sent me this really beautiful video that she made of just like compiled video footage and from last year, even it wasn't even like that recent, but the, the idea of like, oh, that's what my life used to be like. Um, mm-hmm. And then Kenny, like being like, mom, why are you crying? I'm like, well, just cause it's, it's beautiful. And, and I'm sad. Like, that's just why. And you can be sad. I think kids need to see that too. <clears throat> Mike, I'm listening to Roberta talk and I'm, I'm thinking that our podcast could be exponentially better with your wife and my wife on it all the <laughs> I'd time. love to hear Teresa's thoughts on many, many things. I feel like there should be an right? episode where it's just the wives <laughs> talking about the two of you. That could be hilarious. <laughs> or our children talking about their parents. <laughs> yes. The, dude, those are awesome. Those are awesome exam- uh, topics. Yeah. I need mm. Ira. I need some more Ira. <laughs> Hell yeah, that would that would be that is amazing we got to do that i mean that's what this is about like i i while i was editing you know just between the two microphones you know with me and you adam and your dad and you it was just beautiful to it was a stitch in time and i was thinking about okay what's his sister kathy going to think when he says this <laughs> what's adam's mom's going to think about you know, when it was when they moved out or you know, it was just beautiful. Like for me to go through that, not only just hear it for the first time, but know the people that are going to listen to it in its entirety and how it's so out of context from like what we talked about like a month before that. And it's just, it's so cool because I can picture everyone's faces for different reasons and like my kids, my students are, start, I always call my kids, my students are starting a podcast, starting a podcast project yeah. too. And I, we sat for like Adam and I for like what an hour today, just trying to talk about analytics of podcasts in general, like what makes a good podcast and what are the top podcast formats and like how, what would be accessible for kids and things like that, that it is definitely a space where people are given a chance to speak up when they want. Um, but like you said, make connections with people that you generally wouldn't on a a day-to-day basis. Um, I encourage both of you to kind of reach out and think more 
broad about not only about your audience but about who you choose to include um obviously as a guest yeah yeah i mean obviously i feel like honored to be like part of it there's there's context to it it makes sense but like you're saying like about Tyrion and like people that aren't necessarily part of like the quote-unquote music scene but making those connections of like how can you be a hustler in business and how did that relate to you all in a band together um i think that there's a lot of parallels to draw amongst the the huge pool of people that the both of you have contact with yeah that's a good point you're way smarter than we are (laughs) that's why we make the big bucks (laughs) (coughs) no that's cool meanwhile on my own podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i think the next step is getting Teresi on here that's my vision. The next step, say, say that again? Is getting Teresia, your wife, on here. I just want to hear her just ramble. I would listen to three hours of her <laughs> talking about her normal things and about you and the stuff that she gets so hot-headed about. Oh, Mike has the best wife. She is, <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> she's definitely the salt to your pepper or maybe vice versa. The pe- <laughs> she's the, the pepper to your soul. Salt. Yeah. Mike, what are you what thinking? Are you thinking? Could you talk about the first time that you met Mike? Do you remember? Ooh, I have such a great story about the first time I met Mike. <laughs> okay. Set the scene. Terry Gross style. It was an evening. <laughs> In Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I believe it was June or July, actually. Um, But don't quote me on that. And I was working at a coffee shop called Altera, which is no longer called Altera, where Adam and I both worked. And we were like friends until we weren't friends anymore. (laughs) And then we were like, whatever, dating or whatever you want to call that. Um, (laughs) outside Altera it's right along the lakefront and there's like a a really beautiful patio outside and one of the jobs of closing the coffee shop is having to chain up all of this heavy ass iron furniture (laughs) that you'd have to drag together and then put these big (laughs) chains around it and it was so it took you like an hour it was so time consuming and it was always like the lowest man on the totem pole's job I'm pretty sure that we would like paper, rock, scissors for that job every night. Some people had to mop, which I would have rather mopped than chained furniture. But on this particular night, I'm chaining furniture in this random redhead like starts like he's like creeping around the corner too. He wasn't even being that like nonchalant about it. Creeping around the corner. He was like, oh, uh, hey, so I'm friends with Adam. <laughs> like. Oh, okay. You didn't even say your name. You just said you're friends with Adam. And, he, and then I, you finally said your name. You're like, I'm friends with Adam. Um, you know, you work with him. I was like, yeah, there's one Adam that works here. And he's like, well, I know you guys are closed, but I, it's my dad's birthday. And I really want to buy this red water bottle for him. He really wants this water no. bottle. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, they were all like displayed in the window. And he's Nalgene like. Nalgene bottle. Yeah. Nalgene bottle. And he was like, um, 
do you think I could get your discount? <laughs> Adam's not here and I really need to buy this water bottle right now because it's my dad's birthday and, and Adam wasn't working for like a couple days or something. Can, do you think I can get your discount? I was like, sure. Can I finish chaining this furniture first though? Like, you know, we're closed, right? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you can't, it's no big deal. Like it's no big deal if you can't. I was like, no, no, it's fine. Like, I believe you and I trust you. I don't think that I should, but I trust you. (laughs) And I went inside and you were like standing in the doorway, just like totally lingering like a creep. And everyone, I mean, I think a lot of people knew who you were, but um, I was like, I need to buy this water bottle really quick for this guy. He says he's friends with Adam. I don't know. So I buy this water bottle and bring it to you outside. And you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can't believe you did this for me you don't know how happy my dad's going to be. <laughs> do you know, do you know why I picked this red water bottle? I'm like, no. Cause it's, I don't know. Cause it's red. That's the only one we had. You're like, cause my name is red Mike. <laughs> I was like, cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to go now cause I'm still working. So he's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, if you see Adam, can you just tell him that, <laughs> I got the water bottle so that he doesn't buy another <laughs> water bottle for me. And I was like, yeah, sure. I don't know if I'm going to see him again, but yeah, I, I'll let him know. And then it was like a week later when Adam and I finally worked together again. And I'm pretty sure you guys like lived together <laughs> at the time. And I was like, so your friend stopped by and he bought a red water bottle. <laughs> I'm supposed to tell you that he purchased the water bottle so that you wouldn't buy another one. And this reaction that's currently happening next to me was the same reaction, but like 17 years oh ago or whatever. Uh, yeah. And uh, you're just like laughing so hard and shaking your head. And you're like, that's ah, Mike. And he just, he's like, what did he say? Nope. So then I had to recount nope. the story again of like, you know, I <clears throat> bought this red water bottle. And that's when Adam like lost <clears throat> it. He's like, oh my God. The best Mike. part of that story is when you're like, you may not know me. My name's Red Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you may not know me. Like, I was supposed to know you. Like, you were really famous. But then, come to find out, you were, like, there to spy on me and scope me out. Because Adam told me, like, years later after the fact, he was like, oh, yeah, Mike went to, like, check you out. And then Mike called me or saw me, right, after. Mm -hmm. And you were like, yeah. She's She's a good one. She gives me discounts. (laughs) She's a keeper. I'm pretty sure you walked away with a red water bottle and a, a bag full of old bakery because we were good. we set it out for like the shelter or whoever we would give the old bakery to remember you that s- you see i'm gonna fill like, this water I bottle up with this? water and i'm gonna be really thirsty and i'm gonna need something to eat so do you no, think you can give me the you, trash you just, you're gonna throw away so that it like, doesn't go to is waste this free you didn't even Seems give like all of that you just said is this for free and i said yeah it's yeah. gonna go in the trash so you can take it i should have known then and then like two months later we found you dumpster diving at blue dog bagels <laughs> do you remember that yeah you were picking out old bagels at blue dog bagels you're like yeah. these are perfectly good bagels <laughs> they were made this morning the, the there's a really funny side note on that story is my dad never used that water bottle <laughs> That's not a a side note. That's the best. That is the best note. Oh, my God. That makes the story so much better. 
<laughs> I don't even, I'm trying, it's really bringing me back. Like, why did I get inspired? Is it just like a freestyle? Like I'm spying on this girl. Hmm. <laughs> How can I what make this I real for me? You know, like my dad has a birthday coming up. Okay. I need a I need a gift. Oh, I have a red water bottle. My name's Red Mike. He might laugh at that. You know, it doesn't make any sense. It's so like self-absorbed. Yeah. I mean, even when I'm talking, that's hilarious that I said you may not know me, but my name is Red Mike. It's... <laughs> no, but I remember so often just. Well, I was in architecture school and you guys living on Wheel Street with me and I just come into your bedroom. Lay on the floor. floor. And just lay on the floor and just talk Talk. like you were therapy. I loved it. I loved it it so much. (laughs) I remember I went on a trip to Boulder for like a week by myself and I came home and that was like one of the first nights that I got back was Mike laying on the floor and like just talking about my trip and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm... It's... 7.09. A.M.? Yeah. Shit. Shit, I'm sorry. So we, <laughs> the good thing is the, the batteries on the lights went out, but now the, the, <laughs> the light's coming through the window, and it's almost <laughs> the exact same. So that's funny. Oh, my God. <clears throat> no, okay, yeah, we well, should, apologize we should to your turn wife. turn it around. And, <clears throat> yeah. But it was amazing, Roberta, having you on here, and I, I'm really looking forward to... Connecting with Teresa and having all four of us have a discussion. Yay. <laughs> all right, we have an ending. Yes. And it was just a blast talking to you guys. Yeah. Thank you, Roberta. So much fun. Dankeschön. Love you. <clears throat> Dankeschön. Okay, Mikey. I'll talk to okay. you later. Good night. Over and out. Talk to you soon. Over Bye. and out.